Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk to you about Christmas at Disney. For all you Scrooge McDucks out there, don't worry. We're going to make you see the right way to celebrate the holidays. So Brian, I want to ask you, what's your favorite gingerbread house at Christmas time at Disney? Well, I only know one gingerbread house, but it's definitely at the Grand Floridian Hotel. Yeah, that's the, the answer. Yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. It's like... 12 feet tall, 15 feet tall, something like that. I haven't seen it yet, but I will in a few weeks. So Wait, you've never seen it? I don't your remember life. ever seeing it, no. My mom talks about it all the time. She says she goes just so that she can smell the gingerbread. Like, that was amazing. Permeating, yeah. So I'm it excited. It's insane. It's insane. For anyone that has Disney Plus out there, which if you don't, you would not listen to this podcast. So it doesn't really matter. So, uh, But for all those that have Disney Plus, like those listening, you can get on there. There's a holidays episode, uh, holiday like a uh, uh, video out there starring Whoopi Goldberg because she loves Disney and Disney loves Whoopi. Who doesn't? Uh, sister act, you know. But ultimately, Whoopi goes to the Grand Floridian and meets the actual chefs and the people, the bakers who are in charge of making the gingerbread and putting it all together. It's a really cool thing. Uh, but Brian, I'm so stoked that you get to see it for the first time that you'll remember. I know. So that's yeah. That is awesome. That is that is super cool. And you were telling me earlier, I think uh, over the boardwalk, maybe there's or one of the resorts around the boardwalk, there's uh, some other Christmas Christmas themed. uh, I think it's the Beach Club. They have like a carousel or a merry-go-round kind of deal made out of gingerbread also. I don't think I'm going to be able to see that this this time, but it does look cool what I've seen in the pictures. Yeah, I mean, gingerbread is a big draw during Christmas, or if you're, you know, in Shrek, the gingerbread man's also a big draw there, too. But that 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 makes a lot of sense. So I think there's there's a few. Yeah, I think the Beach Club, you're right. They they do, uh, I think, in the resort itself. And I think they have a couple of other stations. Like, what, what you'll find at Disney is resorts or parks, they're going to have a ton of, like, special pop-ups. Like, special pop-up food, places, uh, things to do, right? You may be able to do some things with, like, t-shirt designs. I mean, there's just random stuff that you can do at Disney, which is you know, pops with the different holidays. But I know that they also have just a lot of really good just theming in general at the Disney parks for Christmas. And a lot of, honestly, like the, you talk about the gingerbread houses, but I think at a lot of the resorts, they have a lot of the, uh, you know, Christmas trees and the decorations and whatnot too, that kind of bring the season together. I don't know if you have a a favorite holiday tree or a favorite holiday, you know, that, that rings out in your memory of the time that you experienced to maybe at Disney. Yeah, probably seven years ago or so, we went to Wilderness Lodge to eat uh, and it was Christmas time and they had the huge tree that's in that lodge and it's really neat because like there's these uh, like, an- no, that's Animal Lodge. They have unique ornaments on the tree and the tree is like three or four stories tall. It's massive. It feel- I've n- I haven't been there during Christmas, so it fills up that entire space, the big space when you walk in. Like yeah, all the way sure. up. Wow. Yeah, because we were going to Whispering Canyon and that tree, okay. you can't miss it. Yep. You just right there that and then is so cool. I, i've seen pictures of the animal lodge one and it looks pretty similar also huge with like animal ornaments all over uh i think simba is one that stands out on there well yeah that's 
Simba's iconic, a character I think any Disney fan, at least of our era, uh, probably grew up with <laughs> and loving. And even my my kiddo now, I mean, she's almost nine, and and I'm I don't even guarantee I know because it's running on my Spotify right now in her room on the Alexa <laughs> Echo in her uh, kids Echo in her room is the Lion King two storyteller version that lasts for 53 minutes uh and it's on repeat the entire night until she wakes up in the morning wow so the lion king transcends in the trees you're right i mean it's 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 so cool to see how uh just how they incorporate the different elements that that fit the theme of the resort uh the theme of christmas and then you know, I love going to the the actual parks and seeing all the trees as well that are around there. I know Brian used to work at at Epcot, and and I don't know if there's anything interesting maybe that that uh, you got to see there around the holidays as well. Yeah, so Epcot they have Taste of the Season or I don't mm, know, Festival mm-hmm. of the Holidays, I think that's what it's called, and they just have a bunch of food booths like they do for food and wine and flower and garden um but as far as trees go yeah there's there's a big tree at the entranceway to world showcase in between future world and world showcase um and that tree's also massive yeah i mean disney loves massive trees they really do because uh, it's not just at epcot but if you go to the magic kingdom there's one inside the park there where they typically have the american flag and they do all of that processional and stuff daily and they're finally back to doing that which is super exciting and my mom is super excited about that uh someone who has always loved the americana uh, aspects of life in general but also americana disney is like in companies uh, encompasses rather what my mom really is uh in her being but i will also say too the the animal kingdom and uh uh, studios also have two really beautiful trees they both exist outside of the park so you don't have to necessarily be uh uh, have a ticket or have a a park ticket to go there and go into those places but you can go and just be outside the park take some pics in front of the trees uh the the magic or the uh sorry the studios one in particular is one that i really love my dad was there a few a few weeks ago and sent me a picture um we'll post it online for you guys to see but ultimately the the picture itself is is the christmas tree but it's reflected in the lake in front of the studios which is super cool and i just think it's it really set the tone because it was one of the first days they had it up and i i really think there's a lot of cool displays out there in uh the u.s at least that we've seen that are really cool outside of disney but disney just bar none just just does it right i know brian earlier you were talking about something of the yesteryear of disney of something disney used to have in the studios so uh that we missed right so talk to me about that yeah it used to be there the osborne lights like that was so cool they just lined the streets that no longer exist there uh thank you galaxy's edge but (laughs) it was just incredible also another huge tree that was lit up and danced Mm -hmm. to the music like uh manheim steamroller blasting (laughs) and the lights were dancing to it so that that was a really interesting or not interesting but awesome light setup and I am like 97% positive that they moved those lights to Branson at Silver Dollar City. Because I went there like two years ago and it looked pretty similar. So you I don't know. know. 
I wouldn't be surprised. We should probably do the research on it and, and look it up and let our viewers know, our listeners know. But I wouldn't be surprised because it's from Arkansas. They, like It originally generated in Arkansas, and that is where uh, the Osborne Lights were in Little Rock, Arkansas, um, before they came to Disney. So the fact they end up in Branson is like an Arkansas dreamer's dream, right? So, I mean, I think that's what any person from Arkansas aspires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the most. No, that's not that's not true. Uh, I, I joke on that because uh, my my whole family is from Arkansas, and Brian's uh, arguably better half, and all of her family is from Arkansas. So uh, we have the right to both make fun of it, but also be very, very protective and proud of it at the same time. Um, but but yeah, Osborne Lights I think came out of of the Little Rock area, or they came out of Arkansas in general. So a fun a fun thing there now. For your holiday uh, adventure, I know we talked about this in the last episode that we did, uh, but I, I remember you telling me you're going to see, speaking of better halves, uh, Vanna White's better half, uh, Pat Sajak, uh, while you're at Epcot. Talk to me about what, what that's going to look like. Yeah, so he is the uh, guest host of the Candlelight Processional for the day that we're there, uh, the last day of the Festival of the Holidays. Uh, so we lucked out with that. And so, you know, there, there's three showings. And as of right now, we have a guaranteed seat to the first showing at 515. But just not sure exactly what we're going to do. Because we got to decide between guaranteed seating and Coral Reef or Space 220 Lounge. That's so right. That, you were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the right answer is here. Because I've never done Space 220 Lounge. But I have done Coral Reef and the Candlelight Processional. But Candlelight Processional is pretty great, and I don't want to stand in line for like two or three hours to get a seat and stand by. <laughs> right. So, I, but right. I don't know. Right. I want to go to space, so I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, know. don't know what to do. Man, that is something that our six listeners should pipe up on if they have opinions. But I, I my opinion for the zero value that it's worth is you got to do Space 220 if you got it because you've never done it before. Hard to get reservation. You snagged it and uh, it's a snaggable resi, right? You snagged it and it's you got to you got to get to it. So one alternative, uh, there's two quick service locations, Spice Road Table and whatever the one in American Adventure is called. They have a dining package. Uh, processional. The Regal Eagle. Regal, Regal Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So they both have one where you just prepay and then you come back later and you get your meal, but you get a guaranteed seat. But you can't do it in advance. You got to like dart there as soon as you get in the park to go get that Interesting. seat. So, uh-huh. yeah, I'm not sure. Like, this is only the second day that they're doing it. So uh, I'm sure there'll be some reviews from some YouTubers to see how exactly it works and how quickly they sell out. So uh, that might be an option. If that seems feasible, then I'm sure we'll do the space. And then I'll be the one to dart to the very, very back of the park and yeah. go get some Regal Eagle. Get a Regal Eagle on. Hey, the Regal Eagle, it's not horrible. It's not Kansas City Barbecue. It's not Pappy's in St. Louis, but it is okay for Orlando, Florida. And uh, if you get to get okay barbecue and get a first pass and a good seat for the Candlelight Processional, that seems like a good deal. That's a win in my book. I any anytime you get barbecue and uh to watch Pat say Jack talk about the Christmas story, it's a win. Um, he's a illuminating guy. He illuminated a lot of letters, both vowels and characters, consonants. That's the word I was looking for throughout his lifetime. Uh, but uh, no, no more man. illuminating 
Yeah, right? Exactly. Noel, no in, all those things. So Noel, that would have been better to say. <laughs> that would have been a better <laughs> but I liked I liked where you went with it, man. But I think we had a, a good synopsis of uh Christmas at Disney to kind of follow up from our last podcast where we recorded, which really, you know, kind of uh we dove a little bit deeper about our Disney uh Disney Christmas thoughts and dreams and i think we've got some upcoming podcasts for those that are our active listeners uh in the works around resorts around uh uh just in general thoughts about our experiences at disney so feel free to tune back in and brian i'll let you uh close us out with a word of wisdom well I, your... I, th- I think one of these times we're gonna have to talk about your engagement at disney that's true too we'll get there later true that is very true. Tiana was a part of that, but not in any way that anyone probably thinks. But she was she was there in spirit. Um, but yes, we should definitely talk about that. I agree, Brian. I agree. Uh, now, Brian, I, I know in the past, so this is what I want you to close out with. I've, I've decided now. In the past, we've, we've talked about your friendship boat fun, and we've made you say things that you see on the friendship boat. But now I'm going to put you on the spot. And I want you to close us out with anything you would ever say to anyone when you were letting them off your boat at the Disney, uh, the Disney's friendship boats. Have a magical day. Thanks, Brian. I hope you do too. Awesome.